I'm your host, Robert Johnson, and you're listening to the Build It Better podcast, powered by Framecat. We all want a better way. Join us as we discuss the benefits of light gauge steel, and we dispel the myths and bring you the ways the informed construct the world around us. You've built it the old way, now build it better. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are listening to this and watching on YouTube to uh, the Build It Better podcast, powered by FrameCAD. I'm your host, Robert Johnson, and today we are privileged to have a discussion with Joe Doxey, FrameCAD division manager with Douglas Colony out of the Denver, Colorado area, and he graced us with his presence in studio. You're going to be blown away. You're going to want to bookmark this one, go back and catch it multiple times. He's a numbers geek. Let's jump out and join Joe. I'm not anti-wood. Well, how's that for a start? I'm not anti-concrete. I'm not anti-masonry. What I am is pro cold form steel. So that's what we talk here. Uh, you can build with all the rest, or you can build with the best. It's up to you. Uh, we just hope to convince you uh, to build it better. I feel better now that I got that you off. got that off the chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like I thought about that on the way here today, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to say it and get it right out there. Uh, with all that being said, thanks for joining us. I'm Robert Johnson, your host of the Build It Better podcast, powered by FrameCAD. And today, uh, we are absolutely thrilled and honored that Joe Doxey, the, am I saying it right? Yeah, perfect, 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 perfect. I usually ask that ahead of time, so you're getting the uh, uncut, (laughs) Uncut. cut version. Um, Joe Doxey, FrameCAD Division Manager for Douglas Colony. And I, he came to do this in person, in studio. So kudos to you. How pleasure. Welcome. We're, We're excited, excited to be here, excited to talk. Um, you you won't say it. I will. I hate wood. Okay. 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 I'm being. I was kind of being the nice guy there. Yeah. You know, I I get it so often. You know, it's like when we start talking about it, they're like, "Oh, you know, you're just anti wood. You're just anti wood." No, I'm I'm really. I'm not anti wood. I just. I've. I I honestly, I've never built with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never. So in. And I started when I was like 15 years old in the trades, and it and. Uh, you know, I, I have never, I've been in commercial construction. All time, com- so I've never really fooled with wood. I mean, occasionally here and there, I've had to cut a two by four if I forced myself. But um, yeah, I've just never done it. So I'm not anti-wood. I just think there's a better alternative. Alternative. Yeah. And I'd say, so I've, wor- I've worked with both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree. I don't know that I'm anti-wood. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's times when you need it and it's going to be the right application. Right. Um, there is something better, right? Technologies advance, things advance. Um, and wood is not. Uh, I, w- I looked up something this week. Uh, dimensional lumber yeah. was the new thing to do in 1924. <laughs> was the year that they decided to have that happen. And since then, I mean, I don't know what's changed about wood except for it gets dried faster and warps a lot more than it did 30 years ago. Yeah, 1924. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, we we've we've mentioned this in in other conversations, but you know, it's always the new thing. You know, it's yeah. people are scared of the change, and 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 
we say this often here, and the whole purpose of this podcast is to shed some light on cold form steel and prefabricated cold form steel, offsite construction, et cetera. But it was this way when you went from copper to PEX. And, you know, when you never, they, copper's never going to go never away. No, happen. we're never going to do it. And now you don't find copper anywhere. So, you know, it's, I don't know why we fight so hard. Yeah. I think education's a big part of it. I, I think a lot of the times the long-term cost savings, right, it, it's scary to change anything, first of all. I think mm-hmm. as humans, that's a hard thing for us to do. But really to see the benefits until you actually do it, it's really hard to see how it's going to – and uh, we work lots of contractors as they start using cold-form steel, uh-huh. start pre-panelizing. Uh-huh. Suddenly they say, I can't believe I haven't been doing this for the last 15 years. 100% of the customers <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I have crazy. ever dealt with, that's exactly their words. One, I have yeah. not had one – that's come back and said, oh, man, that yeah, was a mistake. Yeah, we should go right back to stick building this out of wood. <laughs> you know, um, what is Douglas Colony? And so, what yeah, Douglas, that's Colony Douglas Colony. So we are a uh, subcontractor out of Denver, Colorado area, mm-hmm. service the front range. Mm-hmm. Been in business for 75 years, which is awesome. Um, great not leadership. No, yeah. not yet. A couple of people <laughs> have heard of us uh, along the front range. Mm-hmm. Uh, specialize in exterior skins of buildings. Okay. Um, roofing sheet metal, uh, waterproofing, solar. Really, our vision as a company was to say, hey, we want a turnkey solution that you can get your whole envelope done. That's amazing. I never knew that Douglas Colony yeah. did roofing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's our main flagship. Really? Yeah. Yep, okay. That's the big deal. Um, and so kind of through the vision of our company was to, hey, we want to not only make things more turnkey, um, but also provide solutions to help things speed up. We've been with, we were one of the first FrameCAD partners in the U.S. I think had the first actual running machines here, um, which was great. Ago? Oh, man. 2014. Okay. Yeah, I think is when the machines were finally delivered. We bought them ahead at, yeah. before that. I always say we're the first ones because we bought them first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Took them a little, it takes a little bit of time to get them here, but um, got them set up in 2014. So we've been running for close to 10 years um, with the machines, which has been great. Uh, the vision was, hey, we are doing everything outside of those framing walls, mm-hmm. and we're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. Went back to the framer. Yeah, why isn't yeah. the framer taking mm-hmm. so long? What mm-hmm. do we need to do to have that speed up? Um, our president, as he was at a metal con, um, saw the machines and instantly said, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in construction, some pinch points, some hard things we're all going to have to deal with. That's the kind of solution we need. Um, we're very much all about technology, latest folding equipment for uh, MCM composite panels. Mm-hmm. We have MCM composite panels, sheet metal roofing, flashings. We're always looking for the next piece of Are you equipment. doing pre-finished panels? Um, we are. We just rolled out our first um, sample that has, it goes framing, uh, a zip wall system, mm-hmm. air barrier, and then a metal wall panel on the outside of it, all in one piece. Um, we're pretty ex- super, ex- super excited to be yeah. able to try to get to that point. Um, no pre-finished stucco or anything yeah. like that, j- just framing. So, um, so for those of you that um, are just listening in, uh, go to the YouTube channel, Build It Better Podcast, and and catch um, this on video and you've got to watch this this time lapse Uh, time lapse is fast anyway but it's such an eye-opener with 
with folks how fast they go together. We drive up and down the freeways every day wherever we live and see multifamily buildings. We see all kinds of things, and they're just there's just stacks, piles of lumber all over the place. It rains. You're wondering why in the world the place is wood. It's framing for months. months. And, <laughs> and and it's like, and then all of a sudden, you see one that's going up in, in prefabricated light gauge steel, and it's like, oh, I just drove by last week. It's done. Um, it's amazing how fast it really is. Yeah, and I we, we preach a quarter of the time, a quarter of the manpower. Uh, and I, I mean, I truly, that's we've a, seen that's a that. great yeah, saying. We, yeah. we, we see that happening on job sites. So, um, the high place, I think we we're under 50 days and they had the whole entire structure complete. Um, six stories, right? Just absolutely crazy. That's something that can go up that quick. Um, and really, I think one of the things that I've loved the most about it is some of the trades behind us, the concrete guys that are pouring the decks, um, and things like that are always we've all been in construction, right? Yeah. Hey, it's going to take me a week to do this floor. And everyone's like, sure it is. Yeah, right. yeah sure it is. Sure mm-hmm. it is. We'll be out here in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're, we get to that last day, like, hey, are you guys going to be here tomorrow? We need concrete poured Friday because I want to be back on this thing Monday to turn this around in a week again. Um, and so it's been fun to kind of poke at the other trades and yeah. say, hey, get, come on, we're not joking. Let's get this thing going. So now <laughs> that you brought it up, you brought up the, the other trade Trade partners, your MEP trades. Yeah. It could be anything, your finishes, your drywall guys, whatever. Um, fear is a big driver in in kickback that, that I've always gotten. Mm-hmm. Fear from a developer, fear from a GC, uh, fear from those other trade partners. Um, when we have de- when we have convinced in the past a developer to go light gauge deal and it goes out to bid. The first thing that everybody says is, "Oh well, our price is going to be higher because We're it's like double it." Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it, it's so unfair because I mean, it's it's a it's a residential subcontractor doing something that they haven't done before and working yeah. with something that scares them a little before. bit. Yeah. So, how do you combat the fear? It, you know, I think one we're very open to shop tours. We love having people come to our shop and showing them what walls look like and say, hey, this is really what the process is. Mm -hmm. This is what a wall looks like. But I think other than that is kind of talking through some of the things that they have to do. Uh, Usually, typically, um, right, the material might cost a little bit more to switch from a wood frame for an electrical guy, right? Mm -hmm. He has to buy a different MC cable as opposed to a Romex cable. So there are little costs there. But then I say, okay, how many holes do you drill in studs on this house how many hours do you spend doing that Mm -hmm. um you know and let's call it 15 hours 15 Mm -hmm. 16 hours Mm -hmm. by the time he counts them all up and i go zero you're gonna you're gonna zero i will punch a hole Uh, one of the things we love about frame cat is for those who don't know if you don't know um we can put the service holes wherever we want to on the wall panel with Mm -hmm. some restrictions but it's pretty uh, pretty open yeah um and so now we'll say hey you tell us how high you want all the holes run in the house. We'll pre-punch them there or in the building. We'll pre-punch them there. And you have to drill zero holes moving forward on the project. So make sure there's that double cost savings there. Um, other than that, I think that's probably been the biggest fear we have is they think, you know, it's like a two by four and then I have to do a bunch of extra cutting that just doesn't exist and isn't there. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you don't have to 
come back you know after it's been framed and straighten walls yeah. and <laughs> and shave and you know patch lumber and yeah it, it's just it's a completely different different way of thinking so um you talked about cost um and i want to get into that a little bit you mentioned that you were kind of a, a numbers nerd um <laughs> over stuff so um one of the things that that i've really pushed is that you're right and and i nobody's ever going to back me into a corner on the cost of cold form steel being slightly higher than wood item for item okay and go to home depot right yeah exactly (laughs) so uh, what i'm always saying is is that it's not if you're looking at it on a line item cost basis we're always going to be yeah always going to be high but if you look at it from a pro forma basis if you look at it and take all of the aggregate savings that come into it you're going to overcome if not a hundred percent the vast majority of that of those costs yeah we really think that's happening yeah um and so it's that it's that developer piece and 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 they don't know what they don't know that's really what it is we've built with lumber since 1924 yeah and it's comfort and i know that they've made their wealth and generated their wealth with wood framed buildings and so now it's like oh this is just automatic we're going to do this and it's going to be but when they see the advantages and can really pencil in everything it's amazing do you find that to be true you know we do um i and I, you're i'm totally and I'm please a, I, I want you numbers. to just whip I'm them out little, there i'm a little nerdy i got my mm-hmm. little cheat yeah, sheet okay. here with me um and so, I, I mean, I think there's a couple things that aren't thought about. Like you said, you're going to look at it. And this most general mm-hmm. contractors, most owners want to say, okay, what's the price for cold form steel? Let me see the quote. Let mm-hmm. me see the quote for wood. They're going to look at just those bottom mm-hmm. line numbers and then move on. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the savings that I think aren't being picked up that guys are missing a lot of the times, um, one is schedule overall. So absolutely quarter of the time for framing, you know, that equates differently for every project, Uh, usually on hotels, um, you know, 120 keys. We'll usually see a four to six week time savings Mm -hmm. there. Uh, We've done some small retail buildings um, and I've seen some crazy results. I mean, crazy results. We weren't quite expecting. We had predicted it'd be about four four or five, a, a 2,500 square foot unit. Um, their last build nine weeks. They saved nine weeks on their schedule. How um, long did it take you to put the structure up? The twenty five hundred sh- square foot. Twenty five hundred square foot. I think that the framers had everything buttoned up in two and a half days. Was all it took them. Which was, and we pre sheathed had pre pre air buried it, so we <laughs> added a whole bunch of other components. So it wasn't just hey, Correct. you got walls. It's you got walls that are dried in, finished. Um, MEP trades and everyone else can be rolling on the inside yeah, that's where it gets ahead of time, um, and so some extra savings there. But it was nine nine weeks. I think they had predicted from groundbreaking to turnover was going to be a hundred and like 84 days or something like that and we dropped it to it was like 120 yeah but look at those numbers alone right there nine nine weeks weeks. nine crazy let's let's take all the construction let's take all of the interest rates let's take all that stuff out of it you've you're open you're selling you're selling you're you're making money 
Nine weeks early. Nine weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's one time schedule. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's a bunch of other things that kind of dial back into that time saving. So one, your building's open faster, which mm-hmm. means it's a hotel. What do they What do they say? Beds and heads. Yeah. Heads and heads beds, and beds. Heads and beds. That's yeah. the way. Heads and beds quicker. Um, you know, your retail person, your mm-hmm. your stuff's getting sold quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance savings. We'll see not only on. Um, general conditions we should see general conditions coming from a general contractor mm-hmm. um but builders risk yeah. switching from a cold form building into a, or a combustible building to a non-combustible building from the wood to the cold form steel we see cer- savings there um and then i think the bigger one that's really being missed is the long-term property savings um we're hearing 40 percent. so when an owner now closes he's insuring a building that has less risk of catching on fire insurance companies are going to give you far a yeah. way better deal for that's that what they do. yeah, yeah that's it, what they do it's all about yeah, risk it's all about yeah. risk right um so that suddenly reduces those so i ran a and this is very much anecdotal right mm-hmm. um so a McDonald's, okay. a McDonald's on average um, costs between 1.3 and 2.3 million dollars to build is what they figure. Okay. So construction loans, all those kinds of things, you have that happening. Um, six weeks, I five to six weeks is what we tend to say if we'd save on the schedule. Okay. If I was taking just general conditions at a small general contractor, five thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Five weeks, twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars saved. Should owners should be seeing that directly from a general contractor? Correct. You're on my job site less time. It shouldn't cost me more money. It should cost right. me less money. Right. <laughs> um, you know, savings on loan types. It kind of depends, and this yeah. one's kind of a rough one, right? It depends on what kind of loan you're getting and how you're financing it. You usually see about seventeen percent time savings on there on a one. Point three, one point five million dollar project, right? There's another thirty four thousand dollars you're going to mm-hmm. save just in interest payments, correct? Not because the building gets made quicker. Um, let's see, long term insurance savings. That's one that I can't get an owner to tell me. Yeah, ever. I ever. I, I get smiles, <laughs> and don't I worry, it saved me money. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the only place we're ever going to yeah, get yeah, that in. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, and that is, and that's good. What I know is they're smiling, uh, and they're happy to do it again, which means I know I've they heard, saved a good I've chunk of money. I've heard twenty percent. Yeah, you've, you've heard you know, a twenty percent annual savings in in general property. General property. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I think there's some intangibles that aren't looked at, you know, mold, rot. If there is a fire that does happen in the building, the likelihood of there being damage, there's a lot of things that are reduced that owners just aren't looking at to say, hey, let's say there is a kitchen fire. You, you built a retail place like a McDonald's, there is a kitchen fire all of a sudden less of the building is burning down, hopefully not the whole entire building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A wood building, I'm telling you, it's catching on fire, expect that whole thing to burn down. Yeah, it's going to. You to lose time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your building's down, insurance, all the headaches that come there. Um, just looking at builder's risk. So builder's risk, $1.5 million. The average is about 3% mm-hmm. is what builder's risk cost is. Um, you're going to reduce that 50% is what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. We, I've, I've got a project right now that we're trying to work with a, uh, it's an apartment complex it's actually 75%. I feel like that's, I had never heard that high of a number before mm-hmm. when they came to us and said, hey, our builder's risk guys are saying 
four million for the wood building or one million for a non-combustible yeah, building. It's, it's a like, substantial. Regardless cow. of whether it's that or it's fifty percent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a massive, massive number. Massive number. So let's just say on the McDonald, that's another twenty-two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So if I'm looking at all of that and then saying McDonald's now makes an average building makes two point seven million dollars a year. Turn that into weeks, $51,000 a week, $51,900 a week. Five weeks is $259,000 of extra burgers sold. Mm-hmm. So then I look at it and say, hey, you know, all together, we put all those thing to, things together, we're looking at $250,000 you're going to save at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Let's say we shrink that to nine weeks, mm-hmm. that jumps to $450,000. Mm-hmm. Or 475 is pr- probably a better number there. So, so all of a sudden you say, holy cow, you know, there's a potential to be able to save two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars on a small commercial building. Like, why would you not take the ri- take that risk? Yeah. I, you know, I would. Um, and then the question always, okay, well, how much more really is wood than steel, right? Because that's steel that's really yeah, or yeah. steel to wood. Because mm-hmm. right, you want to say, okay, yeah, you're telling me I'm going to save two hundred thousand dollars, but I have to pay for your product that you say keep right, keep saying is a little mm-hmm. bit more. How much? Uh, we really see about a 15 to 20 yep. percent more just on right our portion of the project that's not the whole project yep yep so you know on a retail building that is 2500 square foot to 3000 square foot let's call that hundred and fifty thousand dollars is about what the structure costs mm-hmm. it's twenty thousand dollars so Let's draft that you only save two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we haven't even like, thrown oh, yeah. in. And 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 mind you, on a McDonald's on something like that, this isn't as big as when you get on one of your mid-rise buildings. But waste, waste disposal. Waste. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Waste disposal. The the and and I've really I've only seen this really been had a chance to dig into it one time, and it's something I want to get more data on. Is the difference in concrete? How much less concrete from a light gauge steel build, six story, seven story building, as opposed to well, you first of all you can't do one out of wood. You can't can't even get the building out. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but it the difference in in footing size, footing size and yeah. steel in the in the foundations and those kinds of things, um, it, it can be substantial. It can it really significantly lighter. We always as we kind of work through that conversion if we're late i always feel bad because the engineer is always like yeah. well if we would have known about this at dd drawings or sd yeah. drawings like i would have completely designed the footers differently and you would have saved some money um but on those early ones right it's a big cost savings that has to also be put into place there yeah. okay i'm going to chase this rabbit yeah. you talked about if we pick that up in the beginning this is a completely design-led system <laughs> it is I mean, the the winds are all made ahead of time, way ahead of time, yeah. before the building's even close to being built, um, and and having the ability to foresee that, you know, I um, Toyota, I, they the guy figured out how to mass produce cars at a cheap rate, mm-hmm. and and you look at things. One of the things that they often talked about was, hey, we want to know how our car goes together. We we don't want some guy out in the factory figuring out, hey, this tie rod's a little short, what do I gotta do, or a little long, I wanna shave it. No, we need to know way ahead of time 
that the part is going to fit, that it's going to be perfect, so that as it runs down the line, it never stops. Yeah, can you imagine yeah, yeah. trying to build a <laughs> car that way? Yeah. yeah, well, they, you know, Model T, right? Mm, exactly. Luckily, we're all not driving Model Ts anymore. I always joke around about that, the construction industry. If I look at all the other industries mm. around us, and you go back to that 1924, hey, dimensional lumber, this yep. is the great new invention in yep. construction. And I'm like, you know. Well, crank phones and we're <laughs> yeah we go right back to flip right. phones yeah. oh yeah. people still carry flip phones yeah, yeah. better be careful <laughs> well what do you think about that that's part one of our discussion with joe doxy framecad division manager with douglas colony I, I we could have gone on for hours and hours and hours wouldn't do that to you and wouldn't really want to do it to myself uh join us Next episode in two weeks for part two with Joe Doxy from Douglas Colony. You've built it the old way. Now let's go build it better. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Build It Better podcast powered by Framecad. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and check us out at builditbetterpodcast.co. I'm Robert Johnson. Thanks for listening.